crazy thing is I just pulled it off my shelf. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I've got a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of things on the bookshelf. I haven't fired it up in a really long time, but my Razer Phone 2. Mm. 86% battery life, and I don't think I've booted it up in almost a year. And it's still – and no more updates, right? Because mine stopped getting updates. Oh, no, no more updates. But no, yeah, more, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, we've been it concerned has about it still has some of the life. older phones <laughs> that are, like, battery puffing and, like – well, not even apart. older phones. Uh, was it Evan Evan Blast's no uh, oh, Z Fold yeah. Four? The Z yeah, Fold Four puffed. that puffed. I I'm but I'm this, worried on a foldable. This this phone is is proving to be like one of the all time best constructed, absolutely high performance phones that's ever been made. Oh well, hello everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Best of Our Week, where two old nerds geek out on um, fun gadgets and stuff I, I just got a i needed a trip down memory lane and i fire up my razor phone too <laughs> and it's so pretty this is still such oh, no, no. a to nice this, phone. to this day to this day the, oh, the design so ever since the original next bit robin even when the first generation the second generation you. uh you know uh gaming phone from razor and i'm really mm. sad that we don't have uh, you know a new well, we never had a sequel. So, Razer Phone Two, yeah. the one that we have, we both still have our devices. Uh, is basically a classic. It was supposed to be part of Project Linda. That was also another concept that they put together, mm-hmm. but that kind of fizzed away. But I think the reason why you know Juan's having some nostalgic power going on <laughs> is uh, you know we just literally. I mean, was it yesterday? or Was it today that um, uh, Razer just finally uh, what's it called launched the the brand new Razer Edge? That yeah. That, that gaming device. I mean, I, I'll say this. I've been waiting to get one since like November of last year. Heck, even yeah. November, the, November of the year before when I first saw the demo uh, concept between Razer and Qualcomm showing us the, G3, the G3X. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see how they're able to make this fully functional. I've played with it for a little bit. I haven't had a chance to actually go fully enjoy using it. Uh, it. It has a lot of unique features that is supposed to be very good for gaming. Cooling is definitely much better. The G3X, of course, an ecosystem and the epic that is Razer Chroma. The <laughs> ultimate Android, Android gaming, gaming handheld. Yes, with five Snapdragon G three X Gen. I don't know one, why one, we're doing one, all these one, voices. One, one, one. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully kind of playing with one of these because now yeah. I now that I put out a video where I said, "Hey, there are no Steam Deck killers," and a bunch of gamers went, uh, "There are handhelds that are more powerful than the Steam Deck." And then, like, so many panties were in so many ruffles over me saying, like, that's not what a killer is. Um, now I need to put out a video saying, this is the Steam Deck killer. Killer. <laughs> Razor Kishi with the Gamer Edge. It's so going it to be a it is, it is going to be killer. special edition of Razer Kishi. It's not the standard Kishi that yeah. we can pick up on the store. So uh, there are a few things that are unique to it. There's oh, for sure. No, 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 no. TK, I mean, like, yeah. yes, you're, you're absolutely accurate. What, what I'm, you know, like, what I'm getting at here is 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 like <laughs> this whole market is blowing wide open. Absolutely. Um, portable console, portable gaming hardware. Yeah. 
this is going to be an interesting play where Logitech kind of walked into this space. They kind of dipped their toe in the pool, yeah. and now other companies are going to be following up with other and, and now and Android. Have, and I have the Logitech gaming set. No, but yeah, no, I don't. But but using Android, I think, is a really smart play. And because um, I mean, like Nvidia showed us that Android hardware from years ago was a lot more capable than anyone assumed it was. Like the games that. Um, Shield tablets could play like we oh, were getting man. really good PC ports mm-hmm. that ran natively on yeah, yeah. Android hardware. Exactly. And so now I, I'm 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 anxious to see like yeah, cloud gaming is going to be one of the big hooks. But if this is reasonably as powerful as like an 888, there's a ton of local gaming that can be accomplished on a mini tablet like this. So oh, absolutely. I, I, I was just feeling nostalgic. Snapdragon 845 with 120 hertz refresh rate display. I, I pull out this Razer phone too, and and it's stunning. It's mm-hmm. just stunning. It is gorgeous yeah. hardware, and and yeah, I, yeah. It, it makes me sad that this notion of gaming phones still occupies a very singular niche. But even if you don't have a gaming phone, you probably have a phone that's good at gaming. Yeah. So now I, I want to see what they can do with a little mini tablet. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Same, same. And, and, and I think the biggest thing that surprised me and I wanted to test out a little bit more. Um, so Logitech's approach to this where if you never had a chance to play with it, it was a singular running app at a time. If you wanted to switch mm-hmm. from a game to, let's say, Netflix, it crashed or it closes the previous game and jumps into Netflix. You could not run two things at the same time. It was very yeah. limited in resources. It was running a six series processor. We knew, obviously, there was some limitation that came with that. This one is so close in pricing and in features. <laughs> and the way that we were demoing it back in, at, at, the, at the summit, so, you know, obviously pre-production hardware, but still, you know, very well. Mm-hmm. He was running six different apps in the background, and they were not crashing when you switched from one app to the yeah. other. So this is definitely the way you would imagine the Razer Phone 3 would have been if it was not made into a phone, but made more into a gaming experience, leveraging yeah. the G3X. So very exciting. And I think everybody's going to be, if you have a chance to check it out, or if you have a local Razer store, make sure you yeah. go and check it out. Definitely. I know Scoop, Scoop's in Vegas, and uh, there is a Razer store in Vegas that definitely we should be able to now, and, leverage And this that. is one of those things, like, I, I want to be careful because, like, I, I made this comment, like, this, this could be something akin to mm-hmm. an A88 or an A88 plus, and Farhan brings up a great point. If it's no different than something like an A88 or A Gen One, I would just get a 2021 flagship and a GameSir gamepad, and that is mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you're you're not going to get an argument from guys like us. We're the guys no, that no. are showing off Ready for and decks and yeah, desktop yeah. modes, and like, yeah, that is absolutely a viable solution, but. It's where I want us to kind of look at Android gaming as a platform mm-hmm. is something like this. Uh, uh, we, we talked about this like months ago, right? Okay. Like when the very first announcements for the G3X uh, yeah. came out and we saw that it was all in one. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't like this where it was a tablet with a Kishi that snapped yeah. onto it. It was that entire... I mean that was that was a Razer was a, prototype, right? Oh, it is. It was. It was a it was okay. a concept device so, showcasing the power of the G3X. Yes. So, so, so we we were sitting there and we were bringing up what I felt were some very fair concerns. Is like, okay, 
But if you can play the same games on a phone and just get like a clip-on controller, would that really be different? Is it really going to take a standalone piece of hardware mm-hmm. to convince people that Android can be okay for gaming? And we make this joke, and people in our audience, I think, can appreciate it, but, you know, I've got a phone, and it does phone things, and I've got a laptop, and it does laptop things, and I've got a tablet, and it does tablet things. Now I've got a game machine, and it does game things. And you're like, at some point, when can we convince all of the other nerds in our YouTube comments that compute power is compute power? Because when I show a phone doing laptop things, Boy, howdy, do I get a ton of antsy armchair quarterbacking geeks going, no, but if you really want to do laptop things, you should just get a laptop. And you're like, but I just showed you. I just showed you that this works. I'm showing you gaming on a phone. Oh, but gaming on an Android phone is garbage. No, I'm playing great games. (laughs) I'm having a lot of fun. This is totally a viable... But the the games aren't there, and it's all just gotcha mechanics and Candy Crush. Only if you've not looked at the market since, like, Angry Birds was brand new. Because if you looked around, you'd see some really cool stuff. But it's really hard to find. No? (laughs) I'm not strawmanning, because these are literally the comments I'm getting on my videos. So, unfortunately, like... Well, I would want to say, yes, go get an older... 8 plus Gen 1, get like an IQ 9T and and get a clip-on controller. I mean, you should be able to find one of those pretty cheap, uh, the phone pretty cheap, and a Mm clip-on controller. They're not that expensive, and you probably have a higher performance part than what this Razer Edge is going to deliver. If it is around an 888 or an 888 plus type of SoC, Mm -hmm. but man, getting that idea out to other people has been like complicated dentistry. It, it is pulling teeth change, to lead those kinds of nerds. It feels like change is always a very big, uh, a big. It, it's hard. I think it's just like, as you said, some people are just not open to ideas of being able to maybe leveraging some hardware that's been out for some time and that you're able to get something close enough to this experience. I will mm-hmm. say that we're some people maybe forget is the fact that what you what your devices do once you're thinking of upgrading is that they don't just disappear into the ether the, these devices get recycled rejuvenated and they get sold as uh, as secondhand devices these are not going necessarily some of them do get recycled and materials that get pulled out but if the device is in pristine shape a lot of these companies resell them it actually goes on and end up having a second life it has somewhere a second else. life yeah yeah so it doesn't end that life doesn't end at the yearly upgrade cycle you know, we have a couple of devices that are going to be coming up. That I mean, February looks to be poised to be a very big launch event a type of an experience. MWC is around the corner. We're going to see a lot of devices. I think where the Razer Edge fits, it has its own market. This is obviously feeding in and definitely trying to leverage the Razer community. And, of course, Cortex yeah. and using everybody that's a fan. And I'm a big fan of, uh, of the ecosystem as well. My keyboard, my monitor, not the monitor, but my mouse and so on. I love the air gaming experience. And this is leveraging that. Can you do something different with, uh, let's say, an IQ9, like you said, with a controller? Absolutely. Is it going to yeah. be the same? Not necessarily, but it's going to get you Not pretty much what you're getting from it. This is 90% of what the experience is. It's mobile gaming on Android with a controller. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that I will say that, I, I, that I'm appreciating about this is that 
with the few offerings that we've seen between the Steam Deck, between the Logitech offering and even some of the other options mm-hmm. on the market and even Razer, they're trying to go for a, a the price point that is very, very affordable in the sense of yeah. if you're looking for portable well, gaming. That, that's exactly the point that I was going to bring up. And I've got it kind yeah. of on the screen right here and, and, and you know, outside yeah, of yeah. just kind of trying to contextualize this with the other brands in the market, literally – Let's say the eight the the G three X Gen one is similar. Because mm-hmm. I tried finding, I, I think one outlet had different specs for what the G three X was supposed to be. I believe it's a Cortex X two, um, okay. big big uh, big CPU core with similar core configurations to like an eight eighty eight. Yeah. Or an 888 plus, um, but let, let's say it's somewhere in between there and an HN one. It's just in that generational ballpark um, mm-hmm. from the end of 2021 to the beginning of 2022. Whatever chip fabrication that might look like. Yeah, yeah. 399 for the Wi-Fi version. So it's a 400 dollar gaming focused slate, 1080p, mm-hmm. 144 hertz OLED. That's it should be pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah, I like I, I want to say that's only um what like uh uh Asus and Red Magic. It's Asus and Red Magic market share. 1080p's yeah. to 144 hertz. Um 8 gigs of RAM, that's okay. Uh, again, we're saying gaming focused, it's not going to be doing a whole bunch of other phone operations in the background as regularly. Mm-hmm. Um the storage is a little concerning, but it does have uh memory card support, so I'll mm-hmm. be curious to see if we can install programs to the SD card because that's something that Android has kind of been pulling away from but 128 gigs at least gets you started yeah it's it's a little lean but then again a starter storage for a Steam Deck is 64 gigs (laughs) so (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) so okay um but again with ARM uh 5,000 milliamp hour battery and then of course the snap-on controller being a part of this whole experience it looks like an interesting tablet Purpose built for gaming, not an old phone that's going to have other hardware on it that's not going to be as as critical. Mm-hmm. So you're not paying for cameras that you're probably not going to use because, let me tell you, when I'm walking around with my Red Magic, I'm really not thinking about using those cameras as much as some other phones. No, it, it's so a, it's I'll, I'll be really yeah. anxious to see, but I think they've made a good faith effort to make a product that starts in Steam Deck territory at an appropriate price for what that should resemble. I think so. And and I think the other thing, one thing to mention, the, the, the thing that they're trying to leverage the most, I feel like, is cloud gaming. This is really yeah. trying to, re- to to leverage Xbox Game Pass, um, you know, uh, GeForce Now, cloud-based services, because at the at the at its core, you don't really need a lot of storage for that. You do need to download the APK no. and install it. But let's say you do want to be able to install some of your favorite content uh, consumption, like Netflix and so on, at the same time, having additional storage be able to basically leverage that. I'm hoping. Yeah. I actually don't remember. Are we able to move? Uh, Netflix library, like if you download a few movies on Netflix, can you move it to the SD card? I wonder I if we're able. To, I would hope that you can. Don't I, remember if that's. I don't still have a thing them, because I don't have a lot of phones that have SD cards other than the. No, so but but I mean the problem hasn't even been like the Android SD card support. It's been more Netflix has gotten real wonky about their security. So like oh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, if you have to... like a wireless display connected, like they they just don't. 
let you um Broadcast. Oh, so you're now trying to do downloads for you, and I don't want it to do smart downloads. So let me see. If no, I no, no. Yeah, yeah. If you just jump into a show, whatever. But yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, as you can see right there, even in the title, Android yes. PC. So and- on my Xperia One Mark IV, which has SD card support, yeah. you can change the download location to the SD card. So I yeah. So and there, I, and I have 340 gig free on this on this SD card. Nice. Juan is going to be downloading his uh, his playlist. I'm going to download movie. all of Netflix to my just Xperia down- One Mark IV. <laughs> just, no, no, no. Download all of uh, One Piece for this weekend and just go through the entire series. Now <laughs> the next and then Dragon Ball next. Just in that I order. I love it. Uh, and but- I, I'm going to have to do that because at some point I'm going to have to pop my SIM card out of that Xperia One Mark IV. But it, it, yes, it was I know. Interesting- Please do tell where your SIM card is going, my Where friend. could my SIM card <laughs> be going, I yes, wonder? I, I will follow um, that, tr- that, that string of conversation right there. <laughs> no, I just want to wrap this up though i'm also hoping that at 399 we're seeing some of the manufacturing expertise Mm -hmm. that we we saw on this razor phone too if they're making a little mini because it's a 6.8 inch inch screen so it's going to be about the size of a phone it's not going to be dramatically the size of the note if you think about it yes the size of the note. it's going to be about a good about a big phone so this is a mini mini tablet but if they build this mini tablety experience with the same attention to detail as Mm -hmm. this razor phone yeah. Like if that obviously it's not the same team because they got rid of their phone division. We know that, but like, yeah. man, I've got an old Razer gaming laptop, and I need to replace the battery. But man, if that chassis isn't gorgeous, like I, I, I took that thing traveling around the world, and it, it was definitely used and abused, and it's still a gorgeous machine. If if that's what we're gonna get at four hundred dollars, and it's purpose built for this one task, and it does it really well. I can I can make an argument for not having the mostest bleedingest edgest you know SOC high horsepower CPU GPU. Yeah, for sure. We're not paying for that. Mm-mm. I don't know of any phones that are going to come in with an HN2 near this price point. So I no, think we're making no, and, some appropriate and, and compromises. The other thing you want to keep in mind: remember, at four hundred, it includes the controller. Typical Kishi controllers run about a hundred. So in reality, yep. it's about three hundred. We're not yep. actually. I mean, we're we're we're, yep. we're referencing it in in, in its combo because that's how it's sold. But the, think about it. This is literally a tablet at three hundred dollars, running the age, uh, the uh, the uh, the G three X, and again. So we'll we'll keep we'll keep obviously a little bit more excitement content once we hopefully get our hands on on one of these guys. I'm hoping I'll be able to get my hands on. I've been talking to um, Razer literally ever since <laughs> Snapdragon Summit when they yeah. when I first saw this. Um, and just to kind of re- uh, reference, because I saw somebody commented, okay, when I said the entirety of One Piece, I don't think it will fit on this on the remaining amount of storage you have, Juan. One Piece obviously <laughs> has way more. I will. <laughs> it was a joke, obviously, uh, but depends on the library of what what Netflix has in the for US sure. for us. 
<laughs> but thank you, Brian, for catching me and keeping but, me honest but on that one. Above all else, TK, you and I, we have to come out with some videos. <laughs> Andrew is going to kill the Steam Deck. Steam Deck killer from Razer. It's a killer of Steam Decks, which Steam Decks will be killed by this device. Throw away your Steam Deck. <laughs> it's done. It's garbage. <laughs> it, it has not. been killed. The fa- oh, did you see the Switch Deck? Did you did yeah. you see the skin from? Oh, oh my me, god! Me, I me, I saw so one. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. This is so nerdy that it is just it had to exist. And of course, you know, it, it's a skin. It doesn't do much. It's not like any any function. Oh, it doesn't thing. do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just this. I love the the sort of pixelated, blurred out, the blurred out Nintendo. Cells. Oh, is that the only but, picture? I I just pulled up one. Uh, there's no, the no, first site that more. had it. Yeah, so right there. Oh my god! No, there are other there are other images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, no, I know. but again, just D brand being edge lords like like they usually are. I know, it's, and they're like you know, it's a great color combo. Order it quick to... before the before Nintendo lawyers wake up, because <laughs> right? that's how they uh, that's how they're edging. Yeah, that's how they do it. That's um, hilarious. But yeah, no. So hopefully soon we'll we'll hopefully be able to to try to get some uh, some some time with the uh, Razer Edge. I think it's a very compelling piece of hardware and it's and somewhat of an approach potential, I mean, potential. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because i, I see yeah. some potential here and i have been very surprised by my own reactions to the steam deck yeah oh same and here. if there are gonna if there are gonna be some other players in this space mm-hmm. i want to see i want to see manufacturers approach mobile gaming and pc gaming with their own fresh spin and not just well, we can make something that's kind of like a Steam Deck and more powerful, and it will cost twice as much. I, I don't think that really helps move the needle. I don't think that helps the evolution and the growth of portable gaming. Yeah. But while I don't know that it stuck the landing, Logitech's attempt was something different. And now Razer's attempt is something a little different. And we're getting these different pressures coming from different sides. There's a little bit more of a cloud gaming focus. There's a bit more of an Android focus. There's Proton and Linux. There's just straight up Windows portables. Mm -hmm. Each one is trying to chip away at a different side of portable gaming. And obviously the juggernaut in this space is Nintendo. So the more competition that we have that's legitimately trying to find a unique solution I think is going to be better for the whole gaming industry. And again, that's why I made my video. There are no Steam Deck killers because nothing is really competing at the Steam Deck level for distribution and infrastructure. And Valve is backing up the Steam Deck with their own store. Nope, it, <laughs> I don't know that in, in many, in many that, ways it, that it's, Razer is going to have that. No, no. And, and, uh, and, and we, we all got it. God of war recently. Also during the holidays, they had a really good sale on that. Oh, so, so good. To, to me, to me, what I see at this point is um, like the, the, the different configuration and the options that you're able to get with these, with these solutions. And I don't want to string it too long, but the, I'm with you with the Logitech, and I appreciate what Logitech did in their approach. Yeah, I, I bought. That's why I bought it. Actually, I, I was intrigued mm-hmm. enough, and I bought it at full price at 350. 
And I really, for, for what it does, and it does well, I, I don't mind it. I like the fact that it's basically yeah. a cloud gaming experience. Don't leverage too much on the local. And it, it literally has very much a singular, singular function-based experience, and it tries to do that one best. It doesn't try to have things running in the background because it knows it doesn't have enough RAM. It knows it doesn't have enough CPU <laughs> power to try to right. pull things and run multitasking and all sure. of that. So I, I don't mind that. Um, what I appreciate from them is that they're all sticking into that price point. It's a big difference when we say something that's capable as the 888 or 888 plus, and it is coming at around three to four hundred dollars when you get it with the controller, and it's that's retail. That's not a special that's coming and out with the Wi-Fi. I I, I want to put this out here because we don't know, we don't have one, no, and if no we either. did have one under embargo, we wouldn't tell you that we did anyway. But we don't <laughs> have one. Um, but but here's the last thing, and, and it's no, the thing kidding. that always pisses me off about the armchair quarterbacks, because yeah. none of the people in our chat right now are that dumb. They're all considerate, mm-hmm. um, curious, uh, thoughtful individuals. I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, literally, this I, I would not be live streaming if I had an audience full of jerks. Um, the thing that we'd also want to take a look at, I believe there is significant room Mm-hmm. For a manufacturer to take an SOC that we already know in a phone yeah. and strip out all the garbage that you don't need to find more performance. This is something that used to be a much bigger deal in the early days of Android skins. We would talk yeah. about how poorly optimized TouchWiz was. Oh my God, yes. You'd have all of these things running in the background that would clog up the amount of compute power that we had. So yep. if you took an A88 and you stripped out a ton of phone stuff that you don't need anymore, and you optimized for that hardware, we've seen the gains that can be made on what would otherwise be unexciting compute power. You look at a Pixel. Yeah. Pixel benchmarks like garbage, but man, has Google tapped into something specific about optimizing for their flavor of the SoC and their flavor of the software? I don't know that Razer has that talent in-house. And this is maybe why it's taken so long to get this portable out in a, in mm-hmm. a meaningful consumer way. But if you could optimize for the A88 purely for gaming and you really focused and dedicated that hardware to that endeavor, you could end up with something special. It would be and, different and, and than dedicate picking better, up... better cooling that was going to say the cooling yes. was going to be the next thing because that was yes. the biggest thing with the 888 and the 8 Gen 1. And building the hardware specifically for that. Absolutely. Exactly. Which I feel quite a number of manufacturers were not – like a lot of them had a good solution for it, but I don't think it was ever truly – with the exception of Red Magic and let's say even talking about say about um, like ROG phones type games. Yeah, those ROG. are designed – those are purposely game gaming-based yeah. phones. and But again, 600 – But like, they also have to be – Multi-purpose computers, yeah, absolutely. And 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 if we think about the like Red Magic, six hundred and fifty bucks, ROG nine hundred, uh, even above, depending on the model that you're getting, those are purposely mm. built. What this is doing, as you said, it takes away the phone functionality. You don't have to worry about you know making and receiving phone calls off of this thing, or receiving and text, sending text messages, WhatsApp messages, Telegram. I mean, you can install Telegram and stuff, but you know what I mean. And to me, and yeah, to that point, sorry, and I want you to wrap it up, but just to to piggyback on that real quick. Of course. I would expect it to be a bit more brutal about managing background processes. I, yes. I don't want that on a phone, 
I do want that on a, on a dedicated gaming device. But please, exactly. please wrap up. What, what, what no, no, no. I, uh, and, and with that, so we'll, we'll definitely have more, um, more things to say. There's a lot to be excited about. Um, but till you're able to play with it, use it, um, and, and of course, live with it. Uh, maybe even travel with it a couple of times uh, to be able to yeah. see how this, because this is really meant to be like the, the thing I appreciated the most about the steam deck was my 12, 11, 12 hour flight to Germany with it and your, and, and your AR glasses. Cause I had them with me yep. that beside the point, but it was that experience that, I, that made me love the steam deck. I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm wearing my, my personal theater experience, my personal hearing experience. Yeah. And it was beautiful i did not care where i was sitting on the plane that's the level of excitement that i want and i'm hoping that's and that was the thing i missed out out of logitech that i was really it felt kind of short for me because there's no external video output there's a lot of limitations that we don't have so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm wanting to see how this thing did in in its early generation in the prototype edition it did have hdmi output but that was a prototype so i'm hoping that this um, the, this one also supports maybe even we, video there are a lot of, of, of yeah. things for us to yeah. check out and for us to tons, answer, tons, but, tons, of course. but tons that's of also, that, that is the fun of speculating on oh, yeah, yeah. a new it just product. Launched. It literally just launched. Yeah, literally just <laughs> launched. Literally. And th- th- this is a, kind of a new product from a company that has dabbled with some of this stuff in the past. And some of the things they've done in the past have been really compelling and then they just haven't stuck with it like razor has tried to make gaming uh, tablets Mm -hmm. a thing so this is the next phase this is the next step in that evolution but i do want to get on because chris i think has has asked one of the uh the most important questions here in the live stream is anyone looking forward to the oneplus 11 i mean is there anything like there to talk about? I don't even know. Like, I uh, if, if well, wants so to, for, to, first and you, foremost, I, I will say this: I, we, is it a thing oddly, that oddly we... enough, you and I got different phones? So let's go ahead and showcase at least oh, the versions take... that we have. Oh, yeah, I have a case on mine. You don't have a case on. Oh, got to make sure not to show anything. On I <laughs> no, no. I'm. Uh, I do have. I, I'm using the Razer uh, the R uh, the 10T uh, case. So we we both luckily both got different colors because there's only two colors and we got them uh, in there. Yeah. Um, and so mine is super reflective. You could kind of see everything. It's mm-hmm. it is um, it's beautiful. It's green. Uh, and of course, we have a little bit more of a starry effect going on on the camera sensor. And I was very also happy that <laughs> that OnePlus matched. We, they gave us budget. matching earbuds. Yes. Yeah. Well, to the really device because I got the green one as well. So here we'll do this one here. Oh, see. God. I I think I like the 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 black phone uh-huh. and the green buds. I don't so know I, that I like the black buds as much. So <laughs> So and just for so since I couldn't afford getting Juan Juan Carlos level <laughs> you know you didn't you didn't uh, splurge on a nine dollar case. I just your, dropped the phone. phone. Oh my god. Oh no. Is it okay? Oh yeah, yeah it's it's fine, I think. Oh my god! Uh oh! No, the screen protector. Uh, the screen protector. I think came off. <laughs> Got to see. Oh, okay. Yeah. We. Oh no! You just saw it live. Like, that would be. I was like, so TK's review is done. Um, <laughs> that, that that's how TK's video is. No, I know. Um, so no, what I was trying to say is, I ended up using the OnePlus 10T Glacier case. It doesn't and, and fit that's well. Working with the it, it, buttons. It kinda... Oh, because oh, yeah, the buttons are, are are yeah. yeah. That was okay, the only way sense. to get it because when um. 
so as you guys can kind of figure it out by the, by the way we're talking so far, is that we didn't get cases with this phone. Um, we're having to go hunt for our own cases. But long story short, uh, yeah, so I've been make do, and I did see the case that you had. There is one more case on, on Amazon that's like 30 Yeah, another bucks. one just fired up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but that you get was, it? That, that's the original one. So I'm like, okay, do I oh, want to get that okay. one? It's the original. It's like $38 uh, for yeah. the, the sandstone one. So what I'm probably going to do is I'll, I'll just wait for, for to see what special edition they come out with because they typically come out with like like unique cases on their site. And that's usually the one I like to buy because <laughs> they had yeah. like they had the robot one before they had the, the sandstone, the green yeah. sandstone that came out. So there's some. I cases still here. love the uh, the one plus 10 Hasselblad. Oh, that one. Yes. So the Tempro Custom from last kit. year. Absolutely. Come if, on. If it will, yeah. Your face is in the in the phone in the frame. Panasonic is not liking anything. Is it come Panasonic on. though? Is it? No, Did this you is the camera. It? Oh, okay. Here you are. There you are. And so for some reason, like my, my autofocus has just been real shaky lately, but yeah, so that's the, the Hasselblad one plus 10 case. Yeah. The internals so. with the camera, with the button. Uh, oh. Real sharp. Okay. So for a split second, dude, NVIDIA software customization with fixing your eyes thing. So everything was blurry except for your eyes. And it looked really like, like ghost if oh my god okay later if you get a chance go back and watch the stream at, at this point you turned you turned the feature on didn't you <laughs> the i don't know what you're talking about these are totally <laughs> my eyes i always eyes. am able to fix focus just like time. this this well that it's is like totally i'm looking not... this way but my eyes are this way <laughs> it's so <laughs> freaky it I is now so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna turn it off. Whole, I'm gonna yeah, turn yeah, it no, off. This, you can this keep is, it on. This is silly. The defocusing was but. like so your whole face was blurred. <laughs> right. Then, except for your eyes. Your <laughs> eyes were as sharp as heck. I'm like, huh. <laughs> exactly. That's, great. That's how we do it. But um So yeah, Aditya was concerned that you just pulled the Linus that you just dropped <laughs> your one plus eleven. So I, that's pretty I, good. I that that would be freaking messed up <laughs> no 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 um it, it did drop but luckily it was it's not that far it's like about three foot down so and it had so you shared you shared a photo i shared like a little teaser video just like you know oh i shared showing um, showing off i, I did a little bit of a reel as well i did oh, I oh you did a real awesome. ins- i did so yeah. i i did yeah so i my thing my understanding was i was only able to share photos so i took photos and i made a video out of those photos so in yeah. a sense, I made a video, but it, essentially it's a real. Uh, yeah, I, didn't post I mean, it to technically, YouTube, but, yeah. I did video of it all, but it was also just like the same stuff. So I mean, we're we're this is one of those things, and and I and I mentioned this like on uh, I, I spell I, I kind of detailed a little bit more of the relationship on Patreon, but it's just you know we're working with OnePlus. They've got yeah. some rules as to how they want the commentary to sort of uh, to sort of be Come staged, on. and we're yeah, yeah. we're we're playing ball with with their embargo schedule. Um, but it it is it, it is kind of tricky when you're talking about a global brand that puts out different products at different times in different regions. So oh, absolutely. We're, we're definitely going to have a lot that we can get into more, but for you sharing some photos, have you already gotten the one plus haters like on your photos? Like I've got a whole list of people who are like, Oh, this is such a huge step backwards. And one plus has made a terrible looking phone and it's just <coughs> awful. And you're like, I, I don't see how you could get that. This looks, 
This looks really clean to me. I it like is. circle dial camera modules like Vivo and, and, I, and, and, and I Huawei. Think to a certain point, they're trying to leverage their, their watch circular experience because when you saw yeah, a little it, bit. they put out they put out a video a bit, yeah. and, and it has a little bit more of that watch circular cover in the back. So I did. I it did almost, a lot. I did it almost like has couple. like um. What, what do you call that on a uh, the on a, on what is the what do you call the bezel of a watch? There's a word for that. And now I can't remember what it is. Is it not? But uh, yeah, just just around just around the outside. And there's there's yeah. almost always like there's almost like a little kind of texture marking that goes mm-hmm. around the dial on yeah, yeah. on the OnePlus Eleven that looks a lot like that structure on a yeah. watch face. Absolutely. So they're they're definitely trying to make accessories resemble other parts of their products and there's a little bit more of a cohesive design language because there's there's no word really of, of a second generation watch i mean we still have only that one nah. generation from last year yeah um there was this massive thing that dropped out of the blue apparently today which was that they're coming up with a tab a tablet did you see that one did- no, I didn't catch that. So it wasn't a, it wasn't officially announced by OnePlus. It was basically the rumor everywhere. There's images of a OnePlus. Oh, pad. okay, just uh, another uh, one of the leaks or rumors that's well, that's coming well, yeah. Out. But I, I think the the I don't even know if it was a leak. Is one of the articles that I saw said the source was OnePlus. Hmm. So it was kind of weird. Like I was looking at the, because the pictures looked pretty pretty realistic. And, oh snap! Droid Life has has like a big old picture of it. Oh, let me do yeah, Ars yeah, yeah. Technica. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, like, when I followed one of the articles, I was like, "Source One Plus." I'm like, "Uh, oh, well, that would have been nice to know too." (laughs) One Plus, you could could have let us know. Could could have shared some of that love, you know, the Um, One Plus. All right, here. Yeah, that one. I think that was yeah. If you scroll to the bottom of the article, get your first look at the One Plus Pad, One Plus, the One Plus's first tablet. We have both official and unofficial renders of a supposed 11.6 inch tablet oh okay so i didn't notice this i've seen this photo uh for anyone who's listening to the audio it's a photo of the oneplus 11 and the oneplus buds on top of another screen that has really really tiny bezels i didn't notice i've seen this photo i did not notice that that's what they were resting on and so now they've got some other unofficial shots coming a, out. a lot of yeah like this is talk about like out of the blue for something to show yeah. up like when I so and look at that big circle camera dial on the on back the, you know TK back. that looks like garbage OnePlus can't make a good looking tablet I am someone on the internet with a YouTube account and no videos on my YouTube account that I have ever uploaded. And I just think OnePlus has lost their way and they are one bust and they have betrayed their fans and they've lost their way and they can't make good products. And no one who likes their products is, uh, is, is objective. Like, I don't know what you're thinking, man. No, seriously. I I think um, (laughs) I'm I'm interested for the fact that they actually, so the, the surprising part about this is, we mm-hmm. knew from last year that Google's releasing a tablet, right? We knew yeah. that the tablet is coming out. This is actually – it's supposed to come out any any in the next month or two. It's supposed to be Q1 2023. And, and I feel like mm-hmm. OnePlus is looking at it now that there's going to be better support for tablets or Android on tablets. This is the time to get back into the game and try to give somewhat of a – like that experience. Yeah, they don't have OnePlus. to – companies don't have to reinvent the wheel to make yeah. software that works better on tablets. And again, Google – let all that slide for years and oh absolutely now, and, and then they hopefully that means and, 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I'm, I'm excited to see where that is. I'm happy that this is happening. Um, I'm surprised as heck out of it. I was like, I woke up this morning and I'm starting to see pictures and be like, what? Wait, what? It, it, what? Where, when did that happen? Like, how did that end? Yeah. Where? Yeah, no. This was not on my radar at all. No, no. Again, absolutely. even if we had one, I would still lie to you and say that we're <laughs> under embargo and that we don't have one and that I didn't know anything about this. But genuinely, we, I didn't we, know anything we about We really this. suck at this game, by the way, just for everybody's reference. <laughs> really I like at... saying the quiet parts out loud. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. You're probably... We need to figure but, but this, know, this, voice, this is kind of interesting. So this one. is... This is from the, uh, yeah, right? I need Soda Voce. I'm whispering, but you can still hear me in the back of the theater. Um, But this is interesting from the Ars Technica article. Internationally, OnePlus's parent company, Oppo, started a tablet line last year, launching both the Oppo Pad and Oppo Pad Air in 2022. The more premium Oppo Pad has an 11-inch, 2560 by 1600 resolution display, 120 hertz LCD, a Snapdragon 870, Six gigs of RAM and an, uh, an 8,360 milliamp hour battery with 33 watt charging and pen input, which sells for $340. Holy crap. 870. It's eight, it, it, I mean, seriously, when you start thinking about the quality of the, oh, the hardware man, because that they're like, putting in there. Do I, I don't even know if I still have it down here, but that's like not a lot more. I don't think I've got it in here. It might be downstairs. But that's not a lot more than some of these like TCL five G mm-hmm. connected tablets that I mean. Oh, like the the, the the tab was it the Tab Pro or the the Pro five G the one that we just saw uh, late yeah. last year? Yeah, yeah which, I, which I I think that's that's now like you can find it for a lot less. But I mean, it launched at like three hundred or just sub three hundred. If you're telling me that OnePlus could put out. Uh, like a $350 or maybe even a $400 Android tablet, but running a substantially more powerful SOC. Oh, that absolutely. would from a six, be... From a 6 Series uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon to an 870, that's essentially an 8 plus would plus. Would be huge. Uh, an 865 plus plus. It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, but this is the thing. Um, we've seen Xiaomi do uh, things like that in the past. We've seen Redmi do that in their tablets. So for me... Uh, the the tablet market in the U.S., although dominated by Samsung because they provide mostly all of the premium experiences, um, mm-hmm. TCL has been really doing a good job in the in the budget side and, of course, fitting in yeah. and providing us that really good bang for the buck experience. And LG got out. I mean, again, yeah. LG, I yeah, think, yeah. was one of the top, uh, the top LG manufacturers Graham? in the United no, States. No, not for... I the name of the brand. No, no, no. L- they they just had a whole bunch of like really cheap tablets. Again, you, yeah. you would go to like a carrier store and it would be, it would often be like, get a free LG tablet with the purchase of your LG G5. And you're like, okay, cool. This tablet's kind of junk, but I got it for free. Yeah. Um, no, TCL came in and fulfilled yeah. a lot of that role. But I, if OnePlus just brings over this Oppo pad and. They they give it enough of a markup to warrant the international distribution and the changes in regulatory certifications and whatever Updating it is that the they software. need to do. And, and, and again, some software updates and stuff. Yeah, Oxygen OS over to it, but yeah. But, but man, I, like there is such a strong buy at, at again, just, just sub $400. That hardware still would be phenomenally good. It would be significant overkill 
for oh, most yeah. of the consumers who would pick that up and use it as just like a daily entertainment and content consumption device. Yeah, and like just for reference, I mean, even for me, I I use a tablet on a that, to record videos. I actually use it as a second yeah. display for my cameras. Um, I use it directly to play. I mean, obviously, this is a Samsung tablet, but um, there is still a functional place for tablets, and I feel like the, it's just a matter of the right price point and the specification. If OnePlus is able to pull this off, I feel like in in general, the consumer in the U.S. market will benefit, and yeah. we'll have to see basically how this is going. Um, it looks like. Um, so the thing about it, obviously, is from what the rumors or the articles are saying, essentially, is that we're going to hear more about this at the launch event um, on, on the 7th of February, which will be in New Delhi. Um, and I also somehow through Jermaine, uh, a concept creator, apparently there is a second launch event that's going to happen in Northern Europe, uh, in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So there is a smaller secondary event going on there. But uh, in general, we're, you know, we're not having the same ones that we've seen in the past. So yeah. I think the question that you led with, Juan, was are we excited or are you excited to see what OnePlus has to offer? With the OnePlus 11, I will probably say is yes, the device does exist in the Chinese edition. We've seen some some creators mm-hmm. use the, the ColorOS version of it and then they've referenced it. I think to a certain point, having a device that's made for the market that you're in, there is also some things to be said there. Of course, Makes, customizations that we're going to see, yeah. you know, Oxygen OS bring in as opposed to Color OS with, you know, uh, and of course, from what we've seen with other thing is that the slider is back. So OnePlus did stick to their word and they did bring it back. I think that was the biggest thing I, I, I wanted to emphasize in my pictures. I was like, mm-hmm. look, the slider is back. Mm-hmm. They said it's coming back. I know the 10T got a lot of flack for oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I know I'm like I'm rapping today. The slider's back and the got a flack in the back. Like, anyways, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> yeah, oh wait, exactly. no, we just got demonetized again. Absolutely, and uh, now yeah, we're we're getting knocks on our doors. Um, so I I'll <laughs> say that for me, the 10T represented a very different experience than what we got with the 10 Pro. And what I'm hoping to see, and what we'll hopefully be able to kind of talk a little bit more with with the 11, is the experience of what is 2023, and what is OnePlus's approach to 2023, and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, shed some light on that in the near future. But yeah. I think they wanted us to still let everybody know who has the devices to get some excitement going mm-hmm. on, and then drop the tablet. <laughs> like, yeah. like ah, that's what it, yeah, but, OnePlus is trying to do the the rumor thing again i like it right. they, i love the game a little bit you know more so than just well in that they're 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 it, it feels something new. like they're trying to play a bit more of a game than last year which felt like yeah. they're putting out solid devices but it's just a very straightforward kind of on the rails conversation with their customers and yeah yeah and unfortunately, when the manufacturer doesn't step up to sort of lead that conversation, then that conversation is just fulfilled by people who don't like the product. Yeah. And now that's run roughshod over so much of, again, people who are interested in the OnePlus 11 aren't dropping a ton of comments on videos and Instagram posts and stuff. And instead, I'm getting a lot of, oh, God, it's so hideous. Oh, geez, I wonder if it's going to break you know, like a snap, like a what someone said, I just hope it doesn't snap like a Kit Kat. And you're like, you <laughs> hey, know, we just that's we all... just had an accidental drop test. Uh, it everything, yeah, right? Fine. You know, we've just demonstrated. Um, but again, it's like <laughs> it's if, so badly on my side, but if yeah. you really if that's all you're into tech for, I yeah. really think you're going to miss. An interesting part of this conversation, and we've also been talking a lot about Samsung leaks and rumors, you know, 
we're sitting here and complaining about how Samsung isn't as exciting as they used to be, how we're really concerned about the S23 and the S23 Plus. I think the S23 Ultra is going to be a fine phone. I think it's going to be a really good phone, but that's not the most mainstream flavor of Galaxy S. It's just the one that YouTubers talk the most about. And if you're missing... Like, I'm telling you, we'll talk about what we can talk about. Again, we've been both doing just a little bit more kind of testing and reviewing on phones like the iQ 11, which is a cousin of the OnePlus 11. Speaking of and which, if you're missing, that video early next week, but yes, keep yes. going. But if, but if you're missing what's happening there at the price point that iQ is selling at, then you're missing a conversation that is going to hurt Samsung's S series a lot. Um, what the IQ is able to undercut and outperform a Galaxy S series, it even kind of makes an iPhone 14 look a little silly <laughs> as an ex- as expensive a phone as the iPhone 14 is. And I feel like that's going to be the sweet spot for Xiaomi, yeah. for Vivo, oh, yeah, for, yeah. For, for OnePlus. Where is Apple and Samsung most vulnerable? That means we're probably not going to get a whole bunch of ultra competitors. I think this year is going to be a little tamer for the $1,000 plus slate phones, but I think it's going to be monstrous in that four to $700 range mm-hmm. because that's where Apple's weakest. That's where Samsung's weakest. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's absolutely. a huge opportunity for, for those brands to come in and say like, we're giving you 80% of the premium, premium, premium tier experience with all the performance, and you're not going to pay that much for it. Oh, absolutely. And that, I think, is going to get some, some people... Uh, it's going to get people who aren't just OnePlus haters at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's going to get a lot of them a lot more excited about what, what that competition could look like. And I think the the biggest thing we want to keep in mind is that what happened last year with the S22, the S22 for me was just not, it just, it was just, it, it felt like a weird, like you buy it and you return it just to be able to get a better phone because that's how it was designed. It very yeah. much is a, a watered down experience. And, and at that point, I think it was like still like 700, 800 bucks for that version of the phone. And the 10T, even though it came at the end of the year with the 8 plus uh, Gen 1, blew that out of the water with all the performance that the yeah. 10T has. And that was last year. So again, I'm hoping where, where OnePlus's approach to this is being that they're not going, obviously, this is not a pro. They're, this is the 11, the OnePlus 11, not the 11 Pro. So we don't know if there is going to be an 11 Pro, but at an 11 naming convention, I feel like, mm-hmm. like you said, this is going to be, this is definitely going to be gunning for the S23, the S23 Plus. I don't know if it's, again, at the ultra level, it's, as you said, it's not necessarily that there's a lot of competition at that level. What I would say is there's also not as much sales at that level. So you have to kind of keep in mind, they'll sell much less, fewer ultra units and they'll sell more of the pluses because I feel like the plus is where it's going to be similar to what we had last year. So yeah, um, hold on, I can't really... So uh, I, I'm, I'm, sharing, I'm sharing this on the screen right now. This is straight right off of Samsung's website. Yeah, if yeah. you go to Samsung.com with two stars out of five for the 14 reviews that have been written for the Galaxy S22 and S22 Plus, uh, if you wanted to buy an S22 and you didn't trade in or you weren't going through your carrier for like some kind of subsidized deal, it would cost you $850 for um, the 256 
I think you you have the Verizon highlighted. You need to. Uh, um, oh, I uh, no no no. So like T-Mobile again, you have the two fifty six. It's eight hundred and fifty dollars, and then AT and T. They're all eight hundred. AT and T lists you uh, one twenty eight, and they don't carry the two fifty six anymore. So AT and T doesn't have a two hundred and fifty six gig S twenty two. Now, if we really want to make those oranges to oranges against the IQ eleven, mm-hmm. we would have to go up to the S twenty two plus. Yep, which is going to start us off at $999.99 for a 128-gig version of the phone on uh, the poorest performing 8 Gen 1 of last year. I, this phone was murked by yeah. every other 8 Gen 1 that was made. It was murked by the oh, Note I, I, 22. I, I, absolutely. It was yeah. murked by Motorola. It was murked by Xiaomi. It was murked by Vivo. It was murked by the OnePlus 10 Pro. Every other 8 Gen 1 performed better with less uh, optimization or throttling of software and less thermal throttling. This phone is still MSRP'd at $999.99. And unfortunately, there is literally... Someone today who is buying that phone at $1,000 as we speak. They don't really watch tech YouTube videos, and they're going to get taken for a ride, and they don't even know that their $1,000 could go a lot further or that they could spend a lot less for comparable performance or that a new phone is right around the corner. That's legitimately what Samsung is charging and what they are delivering to their consumers as we speak, I really hope the rumors less, are less, wrong. Less than a week from the S twenty three Ultra, uh, but the but the rumors yeah. are we we we're we're looking at price hikes for Samsung, mm-hmm. not prices staying put or price drops. And if if the S twenty two, even if it has a better performing chip, but if the S twenty two starts coming out at like. 850 for 128 gigs that is going to do a huge disservice to the entire premium android smart market smartphone smartphone market and it's also just going to push a bunch of people to go get iphones well because yeah i mean at the end you need to build the ecosystem and and I think what we had last year with the S22 series launches where they had everybody upgrade their storage. So everybody, yeah. if, if anybody that bought the S22 is thinking of going, about going to the S23, they're not going to go for that lower end because they don't, they have too much stuff, right? It's like, you know, you, yep. you're fitting into a bigger suit, I guess, in a certain way. Um, I'm interested. I'm, we're Obviously, we're less than a week away. There's not much really there. There's a lot of rumors going on as far as the, the processing power, uh, the camera experiences, uh, pricing, uh, there's just, and, and the fact of the matter is obviously is that the S23 Ultra is going to be basically a note still that it, it doesn't look like that we're going to be shifting so. back into the S series. I, I kind of I, in a weird way, I missed the S series. Like, I feel like we lost yeah. the lar- the largest version of well, the, S- no, the what, S23 what, because this is a note. This is what, a note. What, what I, I, I totally feel you Yeah, because I, I was a note fan. Yeah. I want the note. I, I'd be fine if we lost the S Ultra forever but Uh legitimately between the two of us what we have is the correct answer there should not be this blurring of products and stupid naming games and there should be 
if there's going to be a Galaxy S, then there needs to be a top-end Galaxy S. And if and there's going to be a phone with a pen inside of it, then it needs to be a Note. And someone who wants have. a Galaxy S probably doesn't want to buy a pen that they're not going to use. And someone who wants a Note doesn't want to have to mess with an external stylus that they had to buy separately. If you Those are two it. separate products, and Samsung is trying to merge those two niche customer bases. And that, to me, does a disservice to the entire consumer conversation about Samsung. And it really clouds the the conversation on just, like, what is their top-end device? Because now it's, is it S-Ultra? Is it Z? What is it? The S23 Plus is their best S series. The S23 Ultra is their Note. And the Fold is... I don't so I, I from what we saw last year, I know that the fold is not their top performer. It's purely a, no. a foldable at its core. It's their most the, aspirational product. At, at, yes, and, but it's also the most <laughs> the 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 it's like the weird thing. Okay, like when I saw when I saw Evan Blass's uh, the, the note the the, the fold four, uh, you know, the battery swelling on that. That device has more control over how the how the performance of the processor was done on Samsung. They took out yeah. performance mode. We had a lot more limitation mm-hmm. in what you were able to do with this device. Like there was a lot more calculation of, of managing this device as opposed yeah. to. And what it's the so Note sad did. with that eight plus Gen one because tell me you haven't like like seriously you, any like any of the phones with eight plus Gen ones that handled the 8 plus gen 1 well had really killer performance modes like there was a distinct difference in how those mm-hmm. phones operated when you cranked them up I and they love would run monster warm mode. I love and they would nuke mode. the battery but man oh, yeah. seriously monster mode is good yes and, and oh it's it, real good it it is it is i i so my thing is i don't I, I think we still have three lines of devices the naming is just funky uh, the Z Flip, yeah. I think, is definitely fits a specific demographic, but I don't feel like it's a performance-based device. It's a device. statement phone. It's it a statement a statement. Phone. It absolutely it folds, um, and um, I think that's how we. That's all I got from the commercials. It folds, uh, but the the note. I think for me, it, what they should have done is, like, I, again, I, I miss the best version of the S series. Mm-hmm. Because uh, to be honest, although I liked using the notes for the most part, when I the longest ones I would typically use or my SIM card would be sitting in, it tip- would have typically been the S series because that's typically the one that carries me with the new SOC at the beginning of the year. And by the time we get to the end of the year and notes coming around, I'm kind of mo- I've moved so many times. So yeah. we'll have to see that this this the 2023 refresh. It doesn't right now so far on paper. It looks like it's a it's a it's a it's a spec bump sheet. Right, we're looking at essentially a brand new SOC at Agen Two. Mm-hmm. Also, some rumors around that part. We'll have to see how that kind of comes out. So, um, again, we talked. Gary about explains. Gary explains did a video on what he thinks of rumors coming out for the S twenty three, and he really thinks that like it's it's completely beyond the pale that there will be some kind of Samsung foundry version of the Agen Two. So, I'm really hoping he's correct. I'm really hoping that the rumor is just that we're getting TSMC parts that are better binned so that they can be overclocked. But even overclocking makes me really nervous because Samsung has not handled higher performance, higher power draw, and higher thermal parts very well Mm -hmm. over the last two years. The S21 was not a good phone. The S22 made the S21 
look like a much better phone. <laughs> and that makes me very anxious about an S23 running hotter. And especially given the incredible performance gains that we've seen from BBK and from Xiaomi devices, mm-hmm. I want to see a Samsung that really puts the effort into building their phones properly around these SOCs. And they have not demonstrated that attention to detail over the last two years. Well, and so that's the big, that's the biggest thing. This is why I kept calling it the agent too. Obviously, you know, the the approve the just the generational improvement over the fact that this is, um, this is an obviously this is an SOC that they used to make, right? They used to be the manufacturing yeah. uh, horsepower uh, manufacturing for Qualcomm on their agent, uh, the Agen one, and then of course ever since the eight plus Gen one, it moved over to TSMC. So we'll have to see there. Um, I'm I'm looking to kind of see also what they're able to do with the camera. I mean, 200 megapixel pixel bin down is is not going to be that much different than uh, you know. But we'll have to see some of the other options and what software options right. they're able to bring in. Um, so we'll have to see. Like I said, there's a lot of things. It, again, same thing with OnePlus. There's rumors. There's things. I mean, we have hardware, but there's not a lot of conversation going on right now. By the seventh, hopefully, we'll have a lot more comments and, and commentary yeah. going on. By the first, we'll obviously find out who's had the device for so many months, and they're able to share with us their review um, on Samsung. <laughs> so we'll see how mm-hmm. that conversation goes. Um, oh, oh you know, as soon as Unpacked starts, my my entire YouTube feed is not going to be worth looking at at all. It's, it's going to be. I've had the phone for three weeks now, and let me tell you about how it's the most popular already. And so you're like, all right, cool. I, I, I will be your guy on, on the show floor. Um, and I don't know if I think I've mentioned him overall, but so I am going, I, sh- I should be, I, I got the invitation. I am going to. Oh, you're actually, you're going to go. You're, you're yeah, going to be in I, person. I, okay, I great. Will, uh, as years pass, as the last time I went to an Unpacked was on, was right before the shutdown of the pandemic. Let's say that. It was oh, February of 2020. Right. I went up to San Francisco. I, I, I got to hang out with Adam, El Jefe, uh, I mean, Jeff, I don't know why I call him El Jefe, um, <laughs> you know, Greg, you know, these are people. Um, and it was right after that, like not even two weeks later, um, we got mm-hmm. the notification. It was shut down and then, bam, we're here. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been in person at an Unpacked, I want to say, since the S9. Oh, my S. Wait, so I think that Barcelona. might have been my last year. Yeah. Was that the that was that, that was no wait that was the S seven, the S seven was Barcelona. I don't. I haven't been to. I didn't go I, to the S nine. I went to the S twenty one. Is when I picked up. I purposely yeah. have kept like so. I've got all of the footage that Jaime and I shot from the Note seven. Yeah. Um. And then oh, I the, remember the Note seven that never happened. That never that never existed. Yes. That, yeah, that wasn't a thing. I don't even know why I would even bring that up because that was uh, fake news. Um. But so yeah, I've got a ton of footage from the Note seven. The S8 did great. I remember mm-hmm. going to the S8, and it was right around the the S9 launch mm-hmm. that I was starting to kind of separate from Pocket now. Okay, yeah. Where yeah. I had already separated, and I was just doing like a little kind of freelance stuff on the side to kind of manage the transition. I think the last unpacked I went to was the S9. So and I and I picked up from yeah. there because the S10 was the first one I went to. And I didn't mm-hmm. go to as as a media. I was invited actually somehow. I won something on on Twitter. They invited me as a as an actual guest as a part of the Samsung members. Um, and then Ooh, from there on, I know is dude. I have the sw- I have the sweater and everything. Um, <laughs> it was it was nice. Um, it was so, uh, so it we've was got a lot time. of speculation and we've got a lot of leaks and rumors and and things that we can point to. And TK and I we can't tell you anything about the OnePlus Eleven except what it looks like. Yeah. Um, 
anyone who's sitting there in like armchair quarterbacking the OnePlus because it doesn't look as good. I have zero patience. I, I it's like it's a phone. First of all, I'm not so precious about phone design because we've been going through dominoes and circles and squares and rectangles. Like at some point, you just need to have a lump on the back of the phone where the cameras live, and it looks good. It looks like a Huawei. It looks like a Lumia. It looks like a Vivo. Yeah, yeah. I, like a circle is fine. And and I'm I'm kind of over this like knee jerk hater reaction of oh, but it's. It's OnePlus is trying to make a device that looks a little unique. And I don't think they should be allowed to do that. And OnePlus has lost their way. And it's the same nerds that were like whinging on about like the Pixel visor. And you're like <laughs> like at what point have you lost such like so so you've completely dropped any objectivity. You you can just say I don't like Google and anything they do, I'm never going to like it. And that's my bias and that's fine. And we all know to ignore you and never waste any time in our comments. I can mute you Mm -hmm. and you never have to show up in anyone's comments ever again. It's great. You just be intellectually honest with what you're complaining about. But, but the people that are trying to make it sound like it's some kind of learned opinion or objective stance or that there's, uh, the popular notion is that this phone is ugly. I, I, I just can't anymore. <laughs> These people are ridiculous. No, no. I, and, and I think to, to a certain point, uh, you got to understand also that phone design is about one part of what the phone is. And that, yeah. that there's so many more things we can say about the fact that there's a design that com- one company never changes from. And all they keep doing is just changing the circular, uh, the, the circumference of the lens uh, com- covers on the back. <laughs> but uh, look, at the end of the day, if you're going to comment, if you're going to participate in a conversation, bring at least a point of view that references facts, not just the fact that you just don't like something. And if you don't like it, you don't have to comment. It's just say, you know, be nice. It's nice. It's it's well, it's nice to be nice, I guess. Well, again, because I, I do like having conversations about things like if design. it is a conversation, though, but it's, but it's, it's not a conversation like, when you just, you know, hold on. Just, let, me, let me just see if I can find the, the comment here real quick because I don't want to. One, let's be real. Two steps forward, one huge step back for the OP11. The camera module is just hideous. And like, what are you even trying to say? Two steps forward, one step back. You're like, oh, good. We brought back the the notification switch. But, oh, I couldn't be seen in public with a circular camera module. I mean... This is a circle uh, what through a square. Point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> you just that objectively, get not a, a great look, TK. Not a, I know, <laughs> I know. It's, it's hot garbage. It's called I didn't have a case. I needed a case. And this was the only case I could rock without. Uh, I mean, I, again, you beat me to the whole. You went up like, I bought the first case on Amazon. And I went up there and I looked and I was like, oh, there's another one. It's like 40, 40 bucks. I was like, let me, yeah. let me, I want to see what, Sam, what Samsung, what, what OnePlus. It would be funny well, if Samsung released cases for OnePlus. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Um, but that's also the other thing, too, is that we can be pretty confident. It's been one of the, the just the running track records, I would say, since the OnePlus 5. Mm-hmm. I want to say since the OnePlus 5, the best cases you can get from a, for a OnePlus come from OnePlus. I yeah. mean, I've got the Carbon Fiber OnePlus 9 case. I've got the Hasselblad OnePlus 10 case. I've got the Sandstones on my OnePlus 8. 
I mean, they're just really good cases that are very well designed for an aesthetic mm-hmm. that year to year is just a one plus case. feel. Yeah. I, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's the thing I'm, I've been most sad about on the pixels is that we lost the fabric cases. My fabric cases aged very poorly, very quickly. Cause I would rub those phones in the dirt to get my pretty flower macro photography samples but now if I want that fabric texture, I'm going to other manufacturers to get cases for my Pixels. And the plasticky bumper case on the Pixel 6 is one of the worst cases I've ever owned. So if there's anything that I think we can predict with some kind of consistency is that as soon as these phones launch, there's going to be much better cases <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. and that's, than so what that, I was that, able to that buy was pre-release. <laughs> That was the only reason. That was the only reason why I did not just just on the spot order that case just because I wanted to have something better protecting it. Um, But we'll have to see. We'll have to see how things are. I mean, the the seventh is around a quarter. It is going to be in India. It will be obviously uh, streamed online, so it's not like we're not going to be able to watch it. Uh, And we'll be able to see how the uh, you know all the information. And I'm excited to find out more about the OnePlus Pad. I think that's a it's a good. It's a good move for them uh, coming up with more hardware, more, uh, you know, not just mm-hmm. smartphones, I, I guess what I'm trying to say. They're trying to leverage. There's also, um, I think there was some uh, some teasers as well about their keyboard. So hopefully we'll hear about, yeah. uh, about that one as mechanical keyboard. Yeah, there were a gaming. couple press photos like, I am not a super keyboard collector guy, but I'm <laughs> curious what they're I... trying to accomplish with a Absolutely. keyboard. They're, they're so uh, we... Yeah. We, we, you know, stay tuned um, please, please, when please, please. we're able to talk more about the OnePlus 11. We will have lots of thoughts to share about we the OnePlus 11. We will not shut 11. up. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to just keep But talking. what yeah. we can sort of briefly discuss, uh, again, if you're interested in the semiconductor industry, and I'm sure some folks in this chat are, are of that mind where we've been talking about gaming handhelds and peripherals and performance yeah. and and all this stuff uh we have been spending some time with the iq 11 yes and the iq 11 is a is a vivo is is under the sub-brand of vivo it's sort of a, a cousin of mm-hmm. the oneplus 11 and genuinely like one of the first phones to sport the 8 gen 2 mm-hmm. and it's been an absolute screamer i just want to throw the the personal back padding um, because Qualcomm reached out to me about using some of my quotes from my performance review, and somehow I made the thumbnail. So I'm the thumbnail of Snapdragon's the Snapdragon PR video talking about the 8 Gen 2 in the iQ11. Um, I would just like to, Congrats, to point man. out. No, I, I, I'm I'm tickled because there's an incredible group of. Of reviewers in this video, there's uh, Tech Chap, Tech Tab. Oh, it's right here. Um, it's it's on the video. Techspert, Tech Tablets, Carl Conrad, GSM Arena, Lim Reviews, and the Tech Chat, Chap, um, and some gadget guy. Uh, but I would like to highlight they picked two of the most confrontational quotes kind of out of context from my videos where I'm calling out Google and I'm calling out Apple. Um, it's it, To me, it, it is very funny because like they're promoting the 8 Gen 2 and they're not, it's not Qualcomm. It, it, to me, this feels like Qualcomm's going out there and saying, we're not saying that this is better 
than the iPhone chip. But this guy, yeah, he is. this guy's saying it's better than the iPhone chip. And they're just kind of gently shoving me out into traffic. They're not shoving me directly under a bus, but they're just kind of loosely nudging me out into like a bike lane. Yeah. Um, so it was, I was very honored to be a part of this roundup. And uh, uh, it was a tech spurt, has some really funny quotes in there too. But I, I don't know what your experiences have been or if you're going to be following up with another video soon. We are in for such a good year on oh, this yeah. high-performance hardware. Um, who else just recently? I want to say, was it Geeker One? Mm-hmm. I think they just did their, like, rip the back off of a phone and actually chart, like, the electrical uh, power draw of components as they're doing their testing. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I didn't see that the, one yet. But The 8 Gen 2 is a startlingly good refresh from where we were at the beginning of last year. The beginning of last year, I was having those kind of breathing through my teeth moments of like, man, I can demonstrate some incredible performance, but boy, howdy, am I demonstrating great performance at kind of unreasonable battery power draw. Mm -hmm. And that means a lot of wasted heat. And that means that you have to be very specific about where you can point to these performance gains because it's not across the board. It's not just like when we went from the 855 to the 865, everything got better except the radio performance, but all of the compute power and GPU power, everything was a step up. Mm -hmm. Then we got to the 888 and we had to be a little bit more selective, but it was generally an improvement over the 865. And then we got to the HN1 and there were times where, I could beat the 8 Gen 1 with an 865, <laughs> depending on how I structured the test. Well, it that also didn't depends on used the manufacturer. Yeah, and, and I think... And it depended on the manufacturer, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was easier to totally tank a test on a Samsung than it was on any other manufacturer. Again, I have to point out, Samsung is not getting it done. But that's not the point of this right now, because we're talking about the good stuff. No, no um, absolutely. So congratulations this, for, for for being... <laughs> I, I would say sampled, uh, you know, in this it's in right. this beautiful, beautiful re, uh, remix of an agent too, and I think that the the reality is uh, the conversation again is still in its infancy. The agent two was announced in November. We finally start some devices from Iku and um, yeah, and I think Vivo with the X ninety Pro Plus into December. Well. Yeah, no, I, and I and I got a chance to play with the X ninety Pro Plus, not not in a benchmarking way, but more so like a photography, um, and then of course the Iku just seriously. It is a is a monster of a gaming phone. I mean, realistically, yeah. uh, and and I'm so the the biggest thing I will probably say is, stay tuned. There's more conversations coming up. Um, again, congratulations for getting getting uh, getting picked up on that one. I think this is very good, uh, and uh, it is the IQ is absolutely an amazing device for what it offers. And I can hope I can barely hope uh, I at least hope that the eleven, the one plus eleven, uh, gets the same recognition because technically it's going to be one of the first two one of the first devices to carry the eight Gen two in the U.S. market. So that's yeah. going to be the biggest difference. I mean, Samsung obviously will announce it on the first, uh, you know, and then of course. Uh, Qualcomm. I mean, we already knew it has the Agent Two on on the Plus yeah. Eleven. This is not. There's no secret about what processors in that device. Uh, but yeah, it is exciting to see <laughs> Juan putting in some some good stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. Good. Yeah. So yeah, I want to yeah. see real quick if I can find. I just want to show it, not play it. Um, but if it's still oh, you, on you could... glowing rectangles. Uh, right there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Here's uh, here's Geeker Juan. 
Am I saying that right? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Geeker one. G-E-E-K-E-R-W-A-N. Anyway, um, they've got this video. I'm showing it on screen, but again, for anyone who's also listening, A16 versus Snapdragon HN2, who's the best performance, uh, who's the best smartphone chip? Um, I'd love for folks to to kind of give this video a few more views also. Um, they're... Their structure is really leaning into the kind of conversation that I'm enjoying, where it's not just outright performance. It's not, hey, we ran a Geekbench and an Antu 2. And then to see thermal throttling, we ran Geekbench over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then the phone got hot. Um, this is a, a, a lot more structured towards that performance per watt conversation. I'm wrapping up Surface Pro 9. There's a big conversation to be had about performance per watt. Not outright performance. There it loses to Intel Surface Pros. But you talk about what it can do within a certain power envelope and not requiring a fan to cool it Mm -hmm. is extremely... To me, that is so much more exciting than just, I have unlimited power, but I also need you know unlimited battery to achieve that unlimited power. So this video does, I think, a very good job. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm lugging around one of those crate batteries from Anchor. Um, 767. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's (laughs) It's got wheels on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's totally portable. Um, (laughs) That's hilarious. So so check this out. A16 versus an AppDragon HN2, who's the best smartphone chip. And, man, this was not a good year for Apple to kind of fumble their improvements. So mm-hmm. going from the A15 to the A16 wasn't really a great jump for them where we've seen maybe one of the single best leaps in performance and power efficiency that that Qualcomm has ever accomplished. I mean, this is stunning improvement year over year. I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like this before. And the more I'm using the iQOO 11 the more my personal sort of anecdotal experiences are lining up with Geeker Wan style of commentary on performance per watt. Mm-hmm. And that's really exciting to see. It's not just, I'm rendering videos on my phone and no one else seems to be talking about this type of performance. It's, this is pretty clearly demonstrated in a number of disciplines. It's not just gaming. It's not just CPU compute. It's not just AI or machine learning hardware. Literally everyone who's digging into the 8 Gen 2 is finding something to talk about where it's like, oh, oh, this is a big deal. <laughs> this is a big change from where we were before. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm excited. I'll, have to, I'll definitely make sure to check that out tomorrow morning. Um, I'll, put that, I'll put that on my list. I think it's exciting to see that the conversation of saying, well, Apple's always better kind of conversation is starting, you know, that it's not there anymore. We're starting to see, yeah, the, yeah, they, the, the bridges, they're basically kind of like a plane. Uh, they're almost leveling it, but to a certain point, I feel like, you know, you're starting to get too complacent. And I think that's, that's what the biggest thing, I think we're realizing it year over year, you know, you reach the top and you're like, so where do I go? You're supposed to keep innovating. You're supposed to keep bringing new things, yeah. not just, Etch every year by little well, by little by and, little. And and even if it were just refining, if you are a power user, which 
I don't want to be snarky about iPhones because I believe there are people who really do try to drive their Apple phones as hard as we try to drive our Android phones. But that means driving a device to the upper limits of what the hardware can accomplish. Mm-hmm. And in that tier, it looks like Apple is suffering from some of the design evolution that we suffered from mm-hmm. on the HN1. Yeah. If, if you try to drive the A16 to its upper limit, you're talking about a chip that's starting to draw like 12 watts of power in a little phone case. That is too much for an iPhone battery to handle. Yeah. And it's not, Apple doesn't play with all of those more exotic internal hardware components that help with thermal regulation. We've been playing with it more because we've had two years of smartphone chips that, man, they run pretty hot. So now we've all got all of that benefit. So even if an A16 is more efficient in kind of a daily driver task situation, Mm -hmm. why are you spending $1,000 for daily driver task situations? You want to drive it a little bit further. And once you start pushing to those upper limits... We're seeing uh, we're seeing more consistent performance now on the Android side. If if you wanted to drive an iPhone hard, the A15 seems to achieve a better overall performance envelope. Oh, it okay. is less powerful than the A16, but it doesn't throttle as hard. And Apple did this before. It's it's like almost every other year now, you've got a chip that fixes the problems of the previous, and then the mm-hmm. next chip introduces new thermal concerns. So they're falling into the same kinds of cycles and same kinds of traps that Qualcomm and MediaTek and Samsung especially have fallen into in the past. There oh, yeah. is no indomitability of, of Apple Silicon anymore they really need to look at how their uh, chip design is being managed right now. Because I think almost, I think more of their resources and more of their focus and attention are going to the M series. Oh, absolutely. And I think the A series is starting to suffer. And, and I think the biggest thing, I, I'm almost tempted to say that it maybe this is their way of saying that at some point we will see an iPhone with an M, with an M1 maybe or something, like, a, a mini, <laughs> like an M1 mini or something to the effect where... Maybe. Because they already have it in the iPad, obviously. It's not like they're not thinking about it in something that's more portable than a, a MacBook, basically, or, or maybe a you know, Mac Mini. Um, I, I will say, though, of all the things, the Mac Mini with the M2, M2 Pro, I think, was, was the one that got me more excited, mostly because of the form factor. And I'm, 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 a, I'm mm-hmm. an old Mini kind of a, a fan. But um, <laughs> it's exciting to see where we are. And I think the biggest thing that we also have to appreciate is that uh, you're right. We are a little bit ahead of... Uh, where Apple is, but I think at the end of the day, to a certain point now, we can take the equation, take take the take the CPU speed out of the equation and can bound, bring it down to optimization, application support, yeah. developer support. Um, you know, Windows on ARM. I mean, you were talking about the Pro Nine Five G. I'm finally I'm finishing up my stuff on this as well because my time with this is done. I, I need to I need to be back in the box and go back. Did you to, to my, Did you get the email that you need to send it back? I just got yeah, the email. I, I need to I got, send it back. I got the email and I got the label, my friend. Um, so yes, uh, my days are numbered. Uh, but I will say that it has been a pleasure. Yeah, I mean, and mine is still. I haven't reset mine. Um, I'm assuming I'm doing yours, it tonight. Yeah. yeah, me too. So same here. Um, what I'll say is I have traveled with this device 
to different states, a different country. Mm -hmm. I've, I've used this in the mobile setting that I feel like it was intended to be used in. I, this is not in, and I, in, in the, in the video, I kind of make a specific point of that. I say, look, this is not the most powerful Surface Pro 9 that, that was released. This is the most mm -hmm. flexible and mm -hmm. the one with the better battery life, the one that you want to be able to take with you on the go. And I, and I cited a specific case for me as I was going to Qualcomm Summit. I was standing in line for, we were boarding at the time, and I got an email mm -hmm. from my office, my day job, sent me an email. They said, hey, we need you to do something for us. It literally took me less than 20 seconds to take the Pro 9 out of the bag, open it up. It was already on 5G, open Chrome, start yep. doing what I needed to do as I was walking to the airplane. I got on so the airplane. Good. Josh was sitting to my left and Jaime was sitting in the seat in front of me and my wife. And I'm sitting there finishing work on my laptop. That is the ex the, the the exact presence of what makes this No, device. TK, I mean, it's not even a big deal because you can, like, tether your phone so yeah. you could and, just and try, like try, try open your laptop and in your hands. Uh, no, no, see, it's not everybody. worth it because you know I have a phone plan that has like a cap on how much I can tether my data, and no one needs to have their own tablet plan um, when you can just tether your phone. It, and it is, all you need to do is sit down with a laptop and yeah, take out your down. phone and turn on the hotspot and yes. then tell your your laptop to in the laptop will auto connect after you put in your your Wi-Fi password once and so then you just need to hold the laptop with one hand and then hold your tethering phone with the other hand and then use your third hand to operate the laptop so that you can work um while you're walking around and then with your fourth hand you can hold your luggage so like it's not worth it and no, no one should ever buy anything that i can't use the way I want to use it. It shouldn't exist because I don't have enough imagination to uh, think that other people exist with different concerns than mine. It it, it is obviously facts. The, the fault. It's is just on facts, side. TK. Yeah, it's no, just facts, TK. TK. It's, it's just facts. facts. It is facts. Uh, and the fact is that it was epic for me as <laughs> as I was trying to get on the plane and having literally not even a few minutes before I was sorry, basically being crammed in into it. But no, seriously, it, um, it's been a pleasure and it's a it's a sad day. Friday will be a sad Friday. Yeah. Uh, for me to put back piece of hardware back in it, but you know. Um, of all the things that they came that did come out of it, I was happy that we at least got a, a live stream done with it. We did we were able to do one yeah. of our live streams from it when I was in Maui. Um and it was just it was just it is fun. I don't want to say it was. It yeah. is fun to use. It's um, really and, fun. And and it and it has a place. It's weird. I didn't think it needed like I didn't think I had a spot for uh, this type of hardware, but I went to CES. I didn't take my laptop with me. I took the Surface Pro 9 when I went to CES. Same thing. And, and that's I, what you I went to a MediaTek conference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. With a Qualcomm powered <laughs> 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 Surface is my main, like, writing oh, yeah, and communication yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wasn't walking around with it. Uh, uh, at the at the at the event, at the event but yeah, it was in my be, hotel room. That would be like, and I would get back and I would do everything that I needed to do on that. I, 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 so I, nice. I think MediaTek would be just like, get that guy a MediaTek powered device. <laughs> that would I, be I mean, I'm I'm trying to talk. I'm I'm, I'm hoping to chat with Acer soon about okay. some of those new uh, Chromebook chips, but. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's the thing for me that really lit me up. I've got a, I, I, it's in early access now on patreon.com slash some gadget guy. It's a, it's like a 20 minute video of me just wrapping up my last performance tests and some of the, some of the sort of higher level or philosophy of what I think is interesting about this, uh, the surface. Cause I think you need to start with the surface is already a niche device. It is. Cause it's, it it's, it's not a huge unit volume seller for the windows ecosystem. Um, it's a trend. So a, a surface pro is already a very specific kind of conversation and it's already a very niche consumer who's already going to be interested in a PC tablet experience. So I think it's okay that we have a flavor of that that's more performance oriented. And I think we have a flavor of that that's more portability oriented because right now we kind of can't have both. We, we kind of can't make the high performance, ultra long lived battery life, 5G enabled surface we can't make it a, the unicorn product. So we do need to kind of pick and choose what flavor of the surface we're really going for. And for me, that really lit up as soon as I started comparing it more directly against iPads and Galaxy tabs. Mm-hmm. And if you if the only comparison you can you can work in your brain is Surface Pro 9 Intel versus Surface Pro 9 SQ3, I think you're missing the entire market of people who are looking at 5G-enabled Galaxy tabs and 5G-enabled iPad Pros, Mm -hmm. and those people don't get the benefits of a full-fledged computer operating system on Android and iPad OS. And so there are obviously some performance concerns. You definitely need to know what sort of horsepower envelope will get your work done. But increasingly, like the more I use the Surface Pro 9, the less I cared about it being a high performance tablet. The the more I was thinking like, yeah, I've got my heavy duty workstation at home. Mm-hmm. I could log into it remotely if I absolutely needed to do that kind of work on the yeah, go. Yeah. And reasonably in areas where I've got at least good LTE. And then what would I use a Galaxy Tab for that I wouldn't be able to do better on the Surface Pro 9. Because my testing, my, my wrap-up testing was focused a lot on x86 apps, Android apps, and Linux software. Sure. Yeah. So in one box, or excuse me, in one slate, I've got a Windows machine, which handles x86 programs through an emulation layer, handles Windows apps like ClipChamp directly, and they're mm-hmm. very well optimized for for the SQ3, those apps directly. Mm-hmm. And I could sideload and use the Amazon App Store to load Android apps. And if you load Android apps, this is a more powerful Android tablet than a Galaxy Tab S8. And I've got support for not only Ubuntu, but Ubuntu with all of the the arm libraries. So I'm sitting there and I load affinity because I really like affinity as like photo editing software. Mm -hmm. And I do this in the video. I'm spoiling my whole video here, but I'm actually so tickled that this worked and you, you click launch on affinity and it takes like 30 seconds to launch affinity. It is real pokey. 
Um, I couldn't do the entire installation to first launch in the video, but I haven't speed ramped it. Mm-hmm. I I installed GIMP. Oh, okay. Through Linux, okay. not through Windows. It's not, not the Linux, the Windows build of, of GIMP. It's the Linux build of GIMP. And the first time I launched it, it launched faster than any Windows laptop I've ever installed GIMP on. The Linux flavor of GIMP, GIMP. Okay. was a screamer. Then I loaded up KDEN Live. And you're like, man, I can't video edit in DaVinci Resolve. DaVinci Resolve doesn't support this, installs, this SOC. But it doesn't run. Yeah. But it fails to run. And you're like, yeah. Linux video editing software totally <laughs> installs and works on this slate. I Like, there is no one product that is anywhere near as flexible. There are plenty of products that are more powerful, but I have not found the flexibility, the workflow, the full support for the Windows operating system. It's not like Windows RT. This is like Windows 11. It feels like Mm -hmm. any other Windows 11. And I can do Android. And I'm already on Android 13. The Windows subsystem for Android is now ahead of most of the Android market for getting an update to Android 13. And I'm running Ubuntu all in one machine without having to like dual boot or uh, reset or do anything else. It's like I install GIMP, I install KDEN Live, and they're just in my app drawer alongside all of my other Windows apps, alongside all of my other Android apps. It's just all right there. Nothing else is like this. I've never seen anything else like this before. I, uh, I one of the th- one of the big things I also appreciate about it is the flexibility of being able to go with eSIM and a regular SIM. Um, I recently did a video with a company yeah. uh, where they were doing uh, did eSIM service, so basically data service package, um, and as as cheap as like three or five bucks, whatever you want to travel with it. So this it, it truly is one of the more functional, like Maverick type of an experience, and that's why, like I said, I I didn't think I would appreciate it at the time. I was more interested to see how the performance was on the SQ3 or the ATX Gen 3. And it truly surprised me on every level. It Again, it's not going to win any awards for, for, for power performance, but it definitely will win awards for battery life. Um, uh, again, it's no fan. It's basically air-cooled. There's yeah. no, actually, there's no moving parts in this. It's kind of like a smartphone, but it runs a full version. It's a window. tablet. And it runs Microsoft Office tools. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use this to manage things and be on the go, a student that wants to basically be able to get content, uh, they basically their homework done, uh, their research done, run things in Chrome, run things, uh, you know, play games, even if you want to be able to sit there and, and enjoy your time. Yeah. So it, it has been so flexible. This is why I'm, I'm excited about it. And I can't wait to see what next generation with, uh, I think it was Orion's going to be bringing into us. Uh, yeah. And I think, like you said, it's a niche product. Not everybody's going to go pick up the uh, the Pro 9 5G, but I think whoever needs that, I need to be connected and I still need that functioning system that gives me long battery life. There's going to be some people that pick it up and I think it'll make sense, but uh, we'll have to see. 2023 is still, again, at the beginning and we're we're definitely you know, enjoying well, Qualcomm, not Qualcomm, but essentially yeah, Microsoft's flavor yeah. of Qualcomm's efficacy. And 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 I think just kind of the idea to, as we say goodbye, and we're <laughs> we're sort of both oddly a little emotional about saying goodbye to our service pro nines. It's always hard. When I'm gonna miss it, like, right? Yeah, I am. Um, I already miss it. I, I feel like this is uh, 
to me, like the fact that I'm, I feel like I'm going to miss this tablet. I feel pretty confident in making a broader recommendation. Mm-hmm. If you were shopping a premium, premium tablet, oh, like if you were interested in tablet computing, you were looking at an iPad Pro 5G or a Galaxy Tab S 5G, this is a very... Uh, this is a a, a a very positive recommendation mm-hmm. to check out an SQ3 surface because you're really going to not pay more than you think you will. <laughs> like an iPad Pro 5G or a Galaxy uh, Tab uh, 5G and a Surface uh, SQ3 are all roughly in a similar price bracket. If you and, think about it, yeah. And I would lean a little bit more iPad if you really wanted to use video editing software like DaVinci Resolve, mm-hmm. I would lean a little bit more um, Galaxy Tab if you wanted that Ultra with the really pretty OLED. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that to me, that, that, that's a solid purchasing recommendation, and I feel like DeX can get you most of the way to a Windows-style experience. But if you really wanted to get Office, Document, Portability, that kind of work done on a tablet... Like, I think the Surface takes it, and and you'll end up with a more powerful device than a Galaxy Tab and a less powerful device than an iPad, but you'll end up with the more functional operating system for you to choose any kind of workflow that you want to choose. So that just spoiled my whole video. Um, (laughs) It's an early access on patreon.com slash some gadget guy. Um, but I definitely wanted to spend a little time just before we, we finally kind of wrap all this up because yeah. you got a video out on a really fun <laughs> action camera. A That's video finally that, live. And... A video that you helped uh, quite a bit. In, in, oh, it's uh, Kate. In I thought the video be... came out great. I thought it yeah. looked awesome. So No, I, I, I had – I'll say that I had the most amount of fun putting together the the content for this video because the camera itself just – makes it so that you have to have fun with it you have to go out you have to do things with it it does work at home Mm -hmm. you can record things at home but to truly get the function and the 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 glamour that the that that the insta 360 x3 does offer um you need to go out and you know one and i had a chance to play around a little bit uh and i actually got a chance to ride the 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 velatric 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 thank you i was going to say velatric but velatric um, uh, the the bikes, and we had an opportunity to spend some time actually just even grab a grab a bike with one, um, and then you know I even had the chance to test out some of the other things that you could do with it. Uh, there's some pre-built functions where you're able to even do that whole the jump cut between like you take mm-hmm. you, you take three walking pa- uh, paths for about forty seconds, and the software does everything for you, which is really what drives me crazy is how simple and how automated they've done. Uh, the functionalities in here and, and make it so good. And if you really want to take it to the next level, they have the desktop software and they also have uh, Premiere in, integration into Premiere Pro. So you can export and edit your content straight in and then just produce it straight off of the Insta360. You never download anything. You connect it over USB and you're editing the content off of the device. So that's cool. It, it was to me, it was it was so much fun. And yes, I can't wait to try that bike again. Um, Juan and I just had a chance <laughs> to play around and uh, the perspectives, the views, the camera, the quality of the camera in good lighting, it, it absolutely is crazy. Like you could see that. Like I'm not even doing anything. I'm just I'm setting the waypoint. The transitions are beautiful. Um, 
And it was just, it was tons of fun. And I can't wait to, again, hopefully you guys get a chance to check it out. It's a great camera. Uh, it's their latest, the X3. There's an X2 edition. There's other generations, of course. Um, yeah, I had an older, a, yeah, I had a three an, uh, an Insta 361. Yeah, yeah. So that. Yeah, it's right there. See, look, look, look. We did drone mode. Drone with Juan mode. Right that was, that was like Juan was looking at me and like holding the kit like a, a long stick. I was like making sure that it doesn't fall. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And then you're always recording everything, which is also very nice. So you never, yeah. you know, like if you think, oh, I forgot to, I was pointing the camera to, to Juan, but I wanted to show something on my, like, no, dude, just flip it around. And that's what you're getting there. You get the beautiful scenery. See, I mean, it was it was an overcast day, so we had a lot of naturally really nice, soft, light. pretty light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, I didn't realize the video was going to be that long when I was editing it, but then I realized, like, yeah, there is that much, and there was more. There are other things I didn't do. I didn't get a chance to do the 8K um, time lapse, and um, oh yeah, there is that. Yeah, because it just we had we had bad weather. It was raining for most of the time, and by the time it yeah. kind of like cooled down um we had a chance to play around and then it was uh, trying to get things out. i mean it i was in the same this, boat i'm, I'm happy yeah. i'm happy i got the video out and thanks again to the to the folks over at insta 360 for for hooking it up with all of the goodies um seriously this is going with me on every single trip i go this it, it brings so many options so many things to do uh it's it's hard to miss so it's nice especially uh i love the one that you have where you hold the stick behind you and it looks like there's uh, the GTA mode, <laughs> the, the, the top down view. This is TK. Oh no, police! Oh no, <laughs> turn around. <laughs> so uh, that was fun in that video. Yeah, I got a chance to drop that video. I think it was yesterday. Um, and hopefully uh, this weekend, I'll be putting out the uh, the Surface Pro Nine, my, uh, my 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 review of the Surface Pro Nine 5G, uh, and then early next week, hopefully, I the IQ. I'm trying to. In mm-hmm. a certain way, I'm trying to wrap up some of my stuff to 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 put space for the all the cool stuff that's coming up, um, you know, in the beginning of February. So hopefully, we'll have new some things coming out, out, right? Yeah, and yeah. and more more and more things too. Um, I'm uh, I got my accreditation for MWC. I'm trying to figure out how to nice. get there, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, I can. That's uh, great. Hopefully, we'll have something from uh, from uh, you know. I was going to say Berlin, but no, it's a Barcelona, <laughs> different part of the country, uh, the, the world. Well, a little different. I mean, it's <laughs> Europe, so whatever. You know, you know. <laughs> it's a different it's all time zone. EU zone. EU. So, um, uh, do you have anything coming out uh, tomorrow or wrapping up the weekend, or are you just so, looking at getting some of these these projects out for for next week? Uh, so hopefully the Surface Pro Nine this weekend. I'm I'm shooting for the Surface Pro Nine this weekend. If it's not, then it'll be Monday, but then the IQ is next to it. So I think that's my cue for the next, uh, for the next couple of videos nice. I, at the surface pro nine, cause I'm not going to have it anymore. So I won't be able to do much, but that that's my tomorrow kind of get everything set up and done. And then at the end of the day, pack it and ship it away. <sighs> Sad. It's, and it's weird that it also kind of coming up on a, on a Friday for me, which is like, uh, can I, yeah. <laughs> like I wanted to reach back and say, can we do it Monday? But then like, there's just never an end day. There's no, never a good fine. end day. Yeah. If you try, you should just, yeah, stick to it. And-, and at that point, it's also too like I probably could have shot this before I was just really using it. But that's, and then yeah, I just that's needed the thing. to finish the video. So. I, a lot of my the weird thing is in the last few months, I've had it show up in many videos. 
mm-hmm. like um, just not only just playing uh, Xbox Game Pass, but like I did the video with those two dual display uh, displays, the Zbex, yeah, that you're able to add. That I was actually using it on the Surface Pro Nine. I I was mm-hmm. I connected it to one as an external display, and I ran the second display as a Dex display for my Z Fold Four. So I truly like like scary level of of multitasking, mm-hmm. multiple ecosystems running. Uh, but it was really fun to push the limit with that, um, and also external displays. I think you also you played with that as well on on yours. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's easy. So you know, it's just kind of weird. Like you plug in uh, an extra display, and then you just use as many apps as you want, and you don't have to worry about it only supporting eight apps at a time. And it has its own calculator, so you don't have to go and get another calculator app. Really? It's it's just included. It's, it's included just weird. Windows. You would you would think that iPad OS would be more yeah. powerful <laughs> than that. <laughs> it's sometimes I I'll say that it the logic behind how iPad how iPad is today still confuses me to a certain point in, in Big time. the way they're doing. It. Yeah. And I also think the people at Apple are also confused because that's how the products are coming out. But we'll mm-hmm. have to say though I'll say this from a tablet point of view, as you said, I think the Surface Pro 9 5G offers a very unique experience that can definitely be a solution to many people. Um, and same with with the with the iPad. I think the iPad has a certain level of experience, especially for editing, as you said. Yeah. DaVinci definitely support there. Now, now that they have support for for Apple M series, I would love for them to bring in to, you know, bring it over for to sure. ARM. Like, you know, get get us some love. Yeah. Other than just, I think was it Photoshop that we got right now, Adobe. So I want to see more. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see more. Same. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, it's funny that you're wrapping up yours and I'm wrapping up mine. I, that the, was total uh, coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's, it's like, like kind of think off the same brain like that, yeah. which is hilarious. Um, but mine is going to go, I think it's going to go public Saturday. Um, Friday, I'm going to be spending all day trying to catch up. I've got this cool little dash cam install that I want to do oh, on good. our car. And so I'm going to spend a little time trying to get like not only just get the dash cam installed, but kind of shoot a little video of what that process is like. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that'll be a video that goes out next week. And then I'm looking at doing another uh, sort of not tutorial, but one of these kind of tech talky videos um, talking about uh, older point and shoot cameras. Oh, that's okay. been kind of a kind of a, a theme or a fad for some folks that are really interested in uh, sort of that social media influencer style of photography. And it's, it's been really cool seeing a bunch of people latch on to older point and shoot cameras. But if you wanted to, you could get some of that photo aesthetic on, on your phone. So really what I think this is, is I think this is a backlash against how many processing decisions our phones make with this HDR style of photography. And if someone wants their photos to stand out, they're going to the auto mode on like old Canon power shots. But you don't have to leave the phone if you'd like to process the photo like an old Canon power shot. (laughs) You just don't need to shoot auto HDR. So um, I've got a video that I've kind of written out the script and I'm collecting some samples just to show it off. And really it's been a fun photo challenge is can you make your phone camera look like a different kind of camera in how the finished image comes out? So I'm hoping that'll be out next week. That looks that's good. That's good. I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. I think it'll be interesting to be able to try different camera experiences as we 
you know, I, I mean, I literally, I'm finishing up uh, the IQ 11. I'm going to try to take some mm-hmm. pictures this weekend for, for again, to try the camera's to have pretty some... solid. It it's is not, it is. it's not a Vivo. It's not it an is. X series, but it it's is. pretty yeah. good for, for me right now. It's been primarily living in the main sensor. I think that's what I've enjoyed the most. Oh yeah. Um, Same. Where with the, with the low light, with the V2 chip processing on there, definitely you could see the, 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 Super good. the legwork that it's done there. Um, but yeah, having played with the X90 Pro Plus, I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, like yeah. I know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, well, good deal. Said, yeah, yeah, we no, got some fun stuff coming out. It'll be good. Tons. I like it. Tons. And then within a couple of weeks, we'll be able to talk about certain things. You know what I mean? It is. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 I don't know what I mean. I don't know what you're talking about either. Um, but with that being said, I do want to say first and foremost, thank you to everybody for hanging out with us, kicking it with us on this beautiful Thursday night, uh, the 26th of January. We're literally five days left in this month. I mean, can't believe, you know, we're already moving yeah. so fast. February is going to be a busy month. I hope you guys are, will hang with us. Make sure to check out all the show notes for links to not only myself, but also Juan Carlos, as well as, um, you know, his Patreon and some of the stuff that he was talking about was also going to be showing there as well. You get early access to it before the rest of the world does. Um, make sure to catch him again on Monday with the SGGQA, uh, his uh, podcast that comes up live. And then we'll be back for another episode of the best of our week, which I'm sure we're going to have a lot of Sammy conversations because it's going to be shortly after that announcement. So we'll see how that kind of goes from there. I really hope it's fun. I, really I hope, hope so too. I hope so. Look, look, with everything we're saying, I'm hoping whatever they put out on, on the first kind of gets us excited for so Samsung tune tune back in because hopefully yeah. we'll have and even if it's not if it's cranky stuff to talk about we'll have some it'll cranky great, stuff to talk about it'll be a great show either <laughs> way. so anyway uh hope you guys have a great evening have fun and we'll see you guys next time bye-bye for now